What's up? Yo, it works. Yeah. Man, I feel like an old man trying to figure out how to do this uh, podcast. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Taking that two-month break. I literally <laughs> forgot how to do it. And then, all right, anyway. What's up, guys? This is Matt and Lee Stewart with 38 Ride Co. Uh, you're listening to Rebel Reaper. Uh, I'm sorry, Purgatory, a Rebel Reaper podcast. It's been a little bit of a break since we've, um, you know, me and Lee have, have had a lot of things going on with our companies that we've been growing. Obviously, Lee is in the motorcycle and apparel business as well. Uh, he's a really good friend of ours, and we wanted to bring him back onto the podcast. You guys have seriously, no joke, still been listening to me and Lee's last podcast, and we haven't even done a podcast in between that for like at least two or three months. Um which really appreciate you guys. And I'm pretty sure you guys took some really good, solid content from that. Um, I still leave, by the way, get messages from people saying, dude, I fucking love 38 Ryko. Like, I'm glad you guys do that podcast. Like, it's really kind of cool to me that people actually do listen. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. We're ready. We got, sure. some, we, we got some more for you right now. Yeah, buddy. So <laughs> basically on this one, um, just to sum up, kind of give you guys an initial like intro on what me and Lee are going to talk about. Um, if you haven't listened to me and Lee's stories, as far as why the company started, why we got into this thing. You know, I highly su- suggest you guys go listen to that. Um, they are episodes 17, 18, I'm sorry, 16, 17, and 18. So we did a three-part uh, podcast. And so far, it's pretty much the most listened to one so far, um, which tells us that you guys really like them. So that's why we want to do another one with them. <laughs> feeling, like, <laughs> feeling like Sally Field right now. You really like them. <laughs> you get a podcast you get a podcast i'm like the oprah podcast right now um so anyway lee why don't you tell the people that don't know who you are who you are your website your instagram pretty much nail everything on the head for them. uh well obviously you heard my name by now i own a 38 ride company and a new company called rogue lab i'm a former pro fmx freestyle snowmobile guy uh yeah now i make clothes and do rad stuff on the internet. <laughs> Sweet. Man, you're so humble about it, dude. Come on. You're like sponsored by some of the best guys out there. Like you don't have to mention their names or anything, but you know, guys, me and Lee immediately straight up off the bat. Um, you know, a lot of people out there, they, they think you can't talk to other people in your same industry because they're quote unquote competitors. And honestly, I don't even really look at it that way. Me and Lee both don't look at it that way. We just actually and I, I genuinely believe that Lee out here is making solid quality products for people because not only am I personally tested out his products, like I still wear shirts and shit that, you know, we, we've both seen each other's products and I actually still rep it and sport it all the fucking time. Like I don't do that to just anyone because I have a lot of friends in the industry. Um, but so far, you know, Lee, at least my personally, as far as quality, he's definitely got some good shit. So go check him out. 38rideco.com, right? It's funny you say I just realized I'm wearing your board shorts right now. <laughs> dude, really? Yeah. What is it, like 60 degrees there? Yeah, it's cold as hell out here right now, dude. <laughs> That's funny, man. Right <laughs> How do you like them? I love them. They're awesome. Dude, I literally have one pair left. It's a size medium because um, I, I, I had two mediums and then it went last night and I have literally one last pair. I'm just glad that they actually moved because I'm like, fuck, man, summer's ending. You know, and I'm just glad everyone liked them. It yeah. was kind of iffy, man. It's it's an iffy product. So yeah, that's something I've been looking into too. It's a little, it's weird, but I, I love these things. Like I wake up and go for a 
walk slash jog every day or whatever. And these are my go-tos for every time nice. I do that. Right on, dude. Yeah, it's it uh, straight up and honestly, uh, the board charts are really hard, man, because it's it's hard to determine your customer's size, you know, because yeah, I went, I, I went based off of me and my buddies, you know, waists, and then we kind of determined, you know, a couple inches more than that, depending on the size or give or take, um, which it, it's just kind of been shitty because. I feel for my customers, you know, cause they have to buy products online and it's really hard to see, you know, if it's going to fit you or not. Um, cause I've had to do a lot of exchanges with those and it, it sucks, but cause they'd have to message me and I'm like, Hey, yeah, I'll give you a size up and then it fits. But you know, that's the kind of things you live and learn at least as, as far as clothing. Um, and you just, the next time you do it, at least you'll be prepared, you know? So yeah. if you do do it, ask me, and I'll give you all the fucking tips and tricks. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's something I've been looking into a lot. Like anything pants, shorts, whatever related, like you have to have stock so much more stuff because there's so many like such a wider range of sizes than anything like a shirt. Oh, right? yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And yeah, like I've been looking into denims and board shorts and like moto gear and stuff like that. And it's like, man, I got to be prepared for this. Cause you oh, my have, God. You got to have like that, 10, 10 to 12 different like, sizes. Yeah. If you come out with like some denim products, I'm all about the denim game. So I will fucking be swooping that shit. <laughs> I got some stuff in the works for that. Nice. <laughs> so let's go into um so for those who aren't aware, Lee is based out of Canada. Which part specifically? Winnipeg. Winnipeg. So yeah, so if you guys are in the US, um, you know, definitely if you ever go up to Canada, uh, highly recommend you guys not only check out the area because I still have yet to visit Canada, but based off of Lee's and our previous uh podcast. He told me it's a beautiful spot, so I still have to come out there. Yeah, I got to make my way down there too, but I'm going to do it in the winter time when it's not a million degrees. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I would it's not survive the right summer now. there. It fucking sucks. So, uh, first question I have for you, at least I've seen and I pay attention to you on social media because we're good buddies. You know, I like to see what you're up to. I like to see what all my friends are, are doing. I see that you're working on a new project, okay? So, what's Rogue Lab? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, something like that's been in my head basically since day one. Um, Rogue Lab is going to be uh, essentially an all under one roof printing slash merchandise company so that other brands, uh, even like my competition, technically, like you said, like competition is competition, but to me it's not. Um, so that right. other brands that I may compete with or may not, they'll have an easier time getting their stuff made and, you know, to their door and all that stuff. Because you know how it is when it comes to getting products made. you got to go through... 10 15 even more different companies to get your shit done oh my god and yeah. like and so that means you have to deal with double that amount of people to get all this stuff happening and most of those people are idiots um <laughs> and just like yeah you know, it, it just overcomplicates things so much so i wanted to start a company that if you have a brand or a, an existing company whatever the case may be that you can go to one place get everything you need done and deal with one group of people and it's going to be done to, you know, the best quality, the best customer service, you know, time frame. it'll be quick. And, you know, just to make life easy because all those stupid small details, like, you know, they add up and take so much time out of your day when you can be better spent, you know, doing the back end of the business or promoting or whatever. Um, right. It'll just save everyone so much time and headache um, just to, you know, make some stuff. Yeah. So I figured, you know what, there's only one way to do it and that's to do it myself. So, cause it doesn't exist as far as I know. So I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. Right, dude. I'm so glad that you actually started doing it because you know, 
I mean, I'm pretty sure you've experienced, we all experience people who say, yeah, I'm going to do this and yeah, I'm going to do that. And then they never fucking do it. Well, what? We did our podcast two months ago and everything we, you said and then I said that we were going to do has already been fucking done. So I'm yeah, really literally everything. We got so yeah. much to talk about from the last one. <laughs> everything oh, yeah. we talked about in the last one for future plans and all that, it's all happening already. That's crazy how much, you know, two guys that work by themselves can do in two months. Oh, yeah, man. I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm really big on deadlines. I've noticed that about myself. Like, if I don't have a deadline when, like, big shit needs to drop or, like, I, we have this uh, – this, uh, grand opening party on October 27th here in Phoenix. Like if I don't have a set date, then I don't fucking do it. I don't have that, that urgency, you know? So do you feel that way whenever you do projects or like when you're working in as far as your company? Oh, all the time. I've got one of those like doomsday countdown clocks in my fucking office for everything that I do. So if I've got something on the go, I set the time that I want to have that done. And I sit there and watch those red numbers, just like sweating and working my ass up. (laughs) Yeah, no, that I'm the same way, man. I, I have things, like, I have a, 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 oh, man, a whiteboard. Yeah. So a whiteboard. And I write down everything. I say, hey, I got to get done by this, this, this. And then I cross them out. It's crazy. Like, for those who are listening right now, um, I highly recommend that you guys start doing that. You know, we're always yes. surrounded by people who say they want to just do shit and they never fucking do it. I guarantee you, at least you're, you might be the kind of person where you need to actually write it down and it'll hold yourself accountable to get shit done. Yeah. So it's crazy how much we, me and you have been able to do in the last two months. That's, but that's a that. super good point. Um, yeah. If you like, yeah, anything you plan to get done, get a whiteboard, post-it notes, notebooks, whatever. Don't write shit in your phone is the biggest thing I can stress because when you put yeah. the notes in your phone, I, I put a million notes in my phone. I've never looked at them. But when you actually yeah. write it down with your hand and it's in your face and you have to look at it every day, you're going to do it. Oh, big time, man. I, yeah. I, I actually, and I'm, I'm at fault with that because we were supposed to schedule our podcast two days ago. And guess yeah. what? I wrote it down in my stupid fucking phone. <laughs> yeah. No, I've got, so, I've got two, like, I've got a huge whiteboard in my living room that looms over the couch. So it's like got like all the main stuff on there. So anytime I sit on the couch and I feel like being lazy, I look over to my right and I'm like, oh, no, I can't do that. I got to get up and get, start yeah. doing shit. And I've got another one in my office. I've got I probably got like 80 post-it notes stuck to my coffee table right now. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of how I work too, dude. I, I, whenever I, I leave off something, like if I'm at my desk at work doing shit, if I ever leave off on something, I write a sticky note and I put it right at the front of the monitor. So I know right when I come back, I'm like, Oh, that's where I left off. Oh um, yeah. There's, these things are blanketing my house pretty much. Like anytime I have any type of an idea or something to do or whatever, it's like I grab something immediately and write it down and stick it somewhere where I'm going to see it. Yeah, man. It's pretty much the only way to do it. So, um, let's see back to rogue Labs. So do you recommend like blanks to people and, and if they're customers and they have no idea. So are you the one man shop where you say, Hey, I know you guys are looking at as far as this price for this blank, but I highly recommend you look into a higher quality blank and then you source them out or do you pretty much just take whatever they want and then you just make it for them? Yeah, exactly that. Like it's uh, the, the company is going to grow into a very, very like uh, multifaceted thing. But that's one thing that I definitely do because obviously I have the experience in the clothing industry and, you know, yeah know what's good what sucks and whatever so i kind of sit down with the people and like say you know what's your brand about is it going to be like meant to be more premium brand or you know so on so forth and then kind of try and help them make their decisions a little bit like obviously if they've 
made up their mind already they want the gildan just standard box tea or whatever then yeah great i'll get that for you but right if they you know don't know exactly what they want or if they want to run more premium brand and they're gonna say like you know i want to use that gildan shirt in a premium brand i'll be like whoa, whoa, whoa no you don't want to do that let's yeah. get something better um <laughs> and stuff like that yeah. so um and just all the other aspects of the of owning a company too like right now I'm doing as much as I can personally do by myself as we grow into, you know, a couple more people in this thing and stuff, which is actually already happening. I'm starting nice. to look around for someone to help me out. Um, I want to start handling more of that kind of stuff, like, well, the sourcing and all that. I already know all that stuff off the back of my heart. But, right. uh, you know, like the marketing, the social media, the uh, the photo, the video side, all that other stuff that I've got tons and tons of experience with that uh, other companies like this would never offer in a million years and that companies that would need that like that would uh, be getting clothing made they, they need that stuff and they might not know exactly what they're doing in that area either so i'll have right. basically anything that they could possibly need in one in one place as far as from getting the stuff made to the marketing to the business end whatever that's awesome man so no i'm really i really admire that because you know the biggest issue that people have is just getting started and they really don't know the right direction of where to go um and as a side note, that's the reason why we do these podcasts. We have a lot of companies. I'm, I'm pretty sure in apparel companies that listen to this podcast, they try to get feedback and ideas to help them as well. That's why me and Lee have taken the time pretty much free out of our day to help you guys with this shit. Cause I know you guys will listen. You actually apply it. Okay. So <laughs> I really, really wish you guys take heed to what Lee just said. You know, if you, if you really want, Let's say, for example, if you're gonna if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna claim that you're higher quality, you know, products, you better back it up because if you come out here with just some really shit products, not only you might think in the long term that you're actually making more money because you're making a buck today, but long term that's gonna bite yourself in the fucking ass because no one's gonna go out of their way and say, "Oh, this product is amazing, this product's great," if it's shit. You know, if it's really yeah. great, then they're going to be, they're going to be like, dude, you got to try this. You got to, you know what I mean? And I don't think a lot of people really understand that, dude. And I know that you, at least your, your, your t-shirts are really soft hand. You know what I mean? You know what that means, but the people who don't know what that means, it's like a softer uh, blend of fabric, but it's still thicker than your traditional stuff, which I personally, it's, it's my style and my taste. So I know it's a higher quality blend, but I think people are starting to pick up on cheap shit. And then they, they know the difference between a higher quality blend and then like cheap shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's, I think it's, that's become becoming harder, more harder to, to figure out which is good and which sucks too. Right. Because like, obviously the soft hand tea feel has really come into play in the last, I don't know, five years or so that's kind oh, of yeah. become the standard. Um, but at first, when it first was like coming around, it was only like the high quality shit. Um, now there's a lot of stuff with the soft hand feel. That's really terrible. Like thin, just, shitty fabric that just falls apart on you and stuff like that and it's becoming harder yeah. and harder to discern which ones are good and which ones aren't and stuff so like like you said with mine they're they're soft hand but they're still like a heavier you know more quality feeling fabric and stuff like that and they're they're gonna hold up to the abuse whereas something like you just you don't know, order from china like a box of like soft tees or something like that that are gonna fall apart oh after yeah five washes it's just like you know it's <laughs> yeah it's it's fucking horrible man because i i want to nail the last thing on this topic before we move on to the next thing but guys like seriously if you really want to make some good quality products take the time and order a shit ton of samples of different blends different fabrics different uh brands and test them out yourself and see hey 
would I wear this on a daily basis? If the answer is no, then don't fucking do it. You yeah. know, that's just the basic. I dude, I get messages all the time. I'm pretty sure you get messages all the time. And people ask me, hey, dude, what kind of blends do you use or what brand do you guys use? I could easily just give them all the answers right then and there, but it's really not teaching them anything, you know? And I don't know what you like or don't like, you know? So my recommendation is always just generically responding, hey, uh, I recommend checking out these brands, but you need to do the homework and search what kind of blends that you guys like, yep. you know? And then you determine it based off that because I don't know what you like. Yeah, I'll tell you my exact my, my exact system right now. I'll give you the the valuable lowdown on the exact way that I do it. I order whatever I'm thinking of, like tees or hoodies or whatever. I order two of each one. I take I take one a brand new one, set it aside, don't touch that. Um, the other one I take, I wear it for a day, and then I wash it and dry it five times after the next day, yep. and then I put the two yep. side by side comparison. And see which ones shrank, which ones color faded, which ones you know might seems might come apart, uh, which ones how they feel before and after as a brand new to being washed five times. Uh, that's that's how I compare stuff, and then that's how I make my decisions. Dude, and that's why you're fucking successful. Like I don't <laughs> I, people think that all of a sudden they just got to throw a fucking logo on a t-shirt and they don't put the time and the homework. Like just what you said is gold. So if you guys are really trying to think about starting either an apparel or any kind of company listen to what lee just fucking said that is gold so rewind the last three minutes <laughs> listen to that shit over and over and over till you fucking get it and seriously you have to put in the homework and understand what your customer is and that quality over quantity is always going to win in the long term so exactly yeah okay and then- you know, it costs a little bit of money and stuff. Like that's what that's generally what shies people away, right? Because they're like, oh, oh I just yeah. I just threw like you know two hundred bucks out the window, but you really didn't because you're gonna generate that back in your sales again oh, later okay. on when you've got a high quality product that you know is good. A hundred percent, dude. A hundred fucking percent, right there. So, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When I first started this, I mean, no one taught me anything. I don't really know that much experience based off what I personally know, um, what I like and what I don't like. So when a lot of the first blends that when we first started, yeah, were they the greatest? Probably not as good as they are now, but that comes with time and listening to your customers and getting their feedback. And if they say, hey, this shit sucks, that's not a cue. Hey, let's order more of these because they save us more money. That's a cue to, hey, you should burn all these fucking shit shirts if you're hearing it multiple times and maybe look into a different blend and do your homework a little bit further. You know, like yeah. that's just, that's, that's huge. So. You know, if you ever still having a hard time, you got a company like Rogue Lab you can hit up and. You know, oh yeah, <laughs> hit them up, dude. And you ship, you ship anywhere, right? Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Worldwide. Cool. Now, on, last topic I want to ask on that: Do you um have like a like a wholesale person where you get a hold of as far as ordering the blanks directly to you, and then just pretty much handling everything, and then you ship them to whoever needs them? Oh, dude. With uh, with every single manufacturer, like anyone that's worth anything, basically. So that's awesome. all all the heavy hitters. I'm a I'm a wholesaler with, and then so I can get their their supply for them, printed up, send it out to them, and uh, you know, it, cuts, uh, it ends up cutting out like three or four middlemen that jack up the price on you. Oh yeah. So you're getting the best price for the, like you know the best quality because I'm the one doing it, and I don't fuck around when it comes to the yeah. quality. Like oh, if there's yeah. If there's one stitch out of place or a prints a little bit, you know, a couple millimeters crooked, like that thing's going in the garbage and I'm going to make a new one. Um, you Dude, know, I stuff mean, like that. 
we're obviously friends on, on a lot of the social media, but I've seen your Snapchats, dude, and I'm rarely ever on Snapchat. But every time I fucking look at it, you're always busting your ass and hustling and doing some new shit. <laughs> yes. Snapchat, I've like, uh, uh, that was like a dead platform for me for a while. And then I started using it again because on Instagram, like I, I, I tend to try and just keep my like quality shit on Instagram. Well, as far as my right. personal side stuff. So like on my personal Instagram, if I do a story, people generally like rush to it. Cause that's when I do like those highly edited, like filmed on DSLR stories that are like epic looking um so i couldn't justify just doing my day-to-day bullshit on instagram stories so just like it feels like it cheapens my personal instagram so i decided to pick snapchat back up and show like the day-to-day like bullshit behind the scenes where i can just quickly grab my phone and just do stuff real fast and not have to worry about a big production going on um yeah, so man. yeah i've been going at that thing hard and the numbers of that thing even though snapchat's kind of a dying platform my numbers went up huge on that thing since i started doing that it's crazy oh yeah yeah, you have to stay active on it. So good thing, dude. I mean, I I think a lot of, like we compared to most people who started clothing brands have such more advantage to be able to get more eyes on things than just you know, imagine back in the day when everyone just had to print a newspaper and oh, it takes yeah. a week a week to fucking get to the people's door and then by the time, you know, half the people read the newspaper and half the people didn't or if they they listen to the radio, same thing. We literally have so much at our fingertips. We can just post something. Hey, I got a sale like we're doing today, which is fucking nuts. Like how awesome is that to be able to just post up on social media and you have so many eyes to be able to look at your shit. I don't understand why a lot of people don't really use yeah. all these tools. You know? I, I honestly, like I've sat and thought about it from time to time. Like I don't know how brands did it before then. Oh like, yeah. I, I really don't like, there was, there was a few that were obviously like huge standouts. Like to me, like, even though that brand kind of turned into a pile of shit, but uh, metal malicious always stand stood out to me because they were able to sell a lifestyle before social media existed. Oh yeah. And that was, that's crazy that they were able to do that. That's awesome. But like other brands and stuff, I don't know how they did it. Like small guys like us. I, I, I don't know how that even was possible. I, yeah. I really honestly don't think I could have <laughs> at that time. Um, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like I, I, I know a bunch of people that have started brands over the years and stuff, but before social media existed and I, I saw every single one of them fail. So obviously uh, social media has really changed the game for anyone that wants to do this. Yeah. Big time, man. And um, all right. So let's talk about, you have new products. Okay. So uh, obviously you have the normal products like hats, t-shirts, uh, hoodies, you know, um, I think you're doing what you do in sweatpants at one point. Yep. So you're moving into, the next tier is what I like, to, I like to consider it like the next tier um, of moving on to new products. So you got gloves coming out. Yep. I'm, uh, right now, uh, the gloves are, the prototypes are done. Um, they're tested. They work. They're fucking awesome. So uh, production on those is starting up uh, next week, I think. Um, so, so that's cool. So, you know, three weeks or so, those are going to start to hit the market. Um, and then I got a bunch of other stuff in the pipeline. Cause to me, this brand was, you know, it was a clothing brand to start, but it, it always had a bigger goal and I want to compete with the, the big dogs at some point. So we're, I'm working on motocross gear right now. That's going to probably come out for next year. Wow. Uh, <coughs> so that, that's, that's a huge undertaking. Let me tell you. Um, 
so yeah, stuff like that. I've got uh, a prototype goggle right now that I'm looking at it right now that uh, no one's no one's seen yet. I've got actually two different ones. I've got one that I kind of hinted at, and then I've got another one that's probably going to be the production model that I'm not showing nobody because it's incredible. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, dude, that's hard. <laughs> like you, yeah. you have, you're so excited about this shit, but you want to show everyone, but you're like, fuck, oh, man, I don't want people ripping me off and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah. one because uh, like with a lot of things, like you know, I've seen a bunch of you know, brands like that pop up over the last couple of years. And uh, a lot of people are just kind of rebranding existing stuff. And, right. Uh, and it's very easy to do. You can do that no problem and get away with it. But I didn't, I didn't want to go that route with my brand. So I actually worked with a, a manufacturer and came up with an original brand new goggle that no one's ever seen before. And Dude. it's, uh, I'm it's already excited. <laughs> it's, it's going <laughs> to be good. It's going to be real good. That shit is, let me tell you, fucking expensive <laughs> yeah no dude but think about it man like like we were talking about earlier it's like you're investing more into a product and all right let me ask you and this is on uh, just a personal question from me to you lee that okay so i'm finally getting to the point now it's coming up it'll be two years in november since revolution officially started but um you know i've been had other clothing brands prior to that. So it's been about total about three years that this has been going on. So I'm finally getting into the point now where I'm understanding that there's a lot of customers out there that have different opinions as far as pricing. And um, when it comes to, you know, paying a little bit more because they know they're getting a higher quality product. Um, and then there's customers that, you know, maybe want to wait on the sidelines for a sale or they want to see and test the product how it is first before they start investing more into other products. Um, I don't know. Have you personally like started experiencing that? Because I know there's a lot of, a lot of customers out there that just don't care about price and they'll just fucking buy it because yeah. it's, it's uh, rad and they want to support you and it's the brand and they know they're getting good shit, you know? And then you have the other half that really just want to test it out and see how it is, you know? Yeah. I probably experienced that almost more than most just because I'm in Canada so right. for me, um, there's two weird things that happen. One, there's the exchange rate thing. So right. a lot of, a lot of people don't seem to understand how that works. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. It, it's kind of crazy to me, but I mean, like I'm used to it. Anyone that's like an international customer of anything kind of understands it, but it seems like people in America, they're used to buying in America and they don't really have to experience it that much. So when it comes to ordering something outside of there, they'll see like, you know, my teas cost. 30 bucks uh but that's in canadian that's in canadian pricing so oh, yeah, yeah they don't get that that's costing them really like 24 dollars, and they think they're right. paying 30 dollars and whatever and then uh and then there's the shipping aspect too where you know because i'm in canada it's got to cross a few borders to get where it's going that the shipping cost ends up you know it being like 12 to 15 dollars in canadian funds which is uh, what the hell is that uh, i don't know nine ten bucks american um yeah that's really not bad yeah, it's really not bad, but they see that and they shy away from it a lot. Um, I know oh, yeah. because like, you know, they're used to buying within America where shipping's, you know, four or five bucks. Um, so stuff like that, I tend to see a lot of people like be hesitant and wait for a sale or stuff mm -hmm. like that. And uh, that's something that it's I've been having a real hard time getting the message across that, you know, like you're not paying this amount of money, the money exchanges automatically, you know, it goes into your funds and right, it right. ends up costing you a lot less than you're thinking. And I don't know, it's, it's a weird thing, but it's, uh, I'm yeah. Glad you that Cause I, I'm not going to lie, dude. Like I noticed there's a lot of other Canadian brands that do what we do. So when you look at their website, as far as us out here in America, um, I just wish there was a fucking standard across the board for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
so much easier, but I'm not going to lie. There's been multiple times where I see something overseas and I have to actually go to Google and do the conversion of like us dollar to Canadian and see how much it costs. Um, but you know, I understand that it's gotta be really tough for you, but at the same time, you know, I just wish more people were smarter. I guess we'll just fucking play it out and say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was trying to avoid that, but yeah. <laughs> no, like, I'll just say it out. It is, dude. It's just like, I wish there was a lot more smarter people out there. Because I, when I look at Canadian dollars and I'll see it, and I'm like, fuck, man, 300 some odd dollars. And I'm thinking, it, but then it really is like $210 or some shit. Yeah. Um, like, as it stands yeah, right now, wish- if you look at Canadian funds, you take 25% off is what you're actually oh, basically paying. yeah 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 and so um, you know in dealing with people overseas too because it's like right before this call like you saw that i was getting messages from someone trying to be like hey that's a little bit pricey for overseas and you know it's kind of like like dude I, I i feel for you guys like i you know doing everything international it's kind of a fucking bitch um because it's like you want to help them out but it's like dude this is how much it costs me so it's like it's not like i'm charging an upsell on these shipping charges just to make something out of it it's yeah like, that's just what it costs that's no, just, i'm that's sorry just the part that's out of our control and we can't really do anything about so uh, yeah it's yeah. it's tough i know like I, I see a lot of abandoned carts and stuff in my store and i'm like i get sad about it sometimes yeah, I mean, yeah yeah it is what it is you, you gotta figure out a way oh, to roll dude. punches with with that topic though um i don't know this is the way i do it when, with abandoned carts do you ever like I see it every once in a while. I'll see like, wow, okay, John here almost spent fucking 150 bucks on gear. What happened? So what I'll do, either A, I'll give him a call, which is kind of rare. I don't like giving out my personal number to a lot of people. Um, but also I'll just shoot him an email immediately after and be like, hey, John, uh, is there any issue with your order? Is there anything I can help you out with? By the way, if you want to pick something up, here's a 10% discount if you want to go ahead and retry it again. You know, something like that. Usually it's pretty successful. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe that's a tip for other people that are listening. Um, you know, if you do see that, then just shoot them an email be like, Hey dude, you know, I know something might've happened, but just in case yeah, there's a that, discount. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing yeah, that it, down right now. <laughs> dude, no, you should man, try it. I guarantee you, like it'll, it'll definitely help, man. Um, because not only are they, they getting a feeling of like, Oh, this person really gives a shit. Like, they're reaching out to me, you know, and it shows, you know, your customers, Hey, like maybe I should buy it. Cause they obviously give a fuck, you know? So yeah. I don't know. Well, another thing I'm going to, I'm, I think I'm going to do to kind of sidestep this issue is obviously now what, as I grow the, the rogue lab, the printing side of things, obviously that's going to produce all 38 ride coast stuff. And which is going to make oh, a yeah. whole bunch of stuff easier for me. Um, as far as, uh, wholesale pricing. So for me, all, yeah. So for me having, like I can actually give legit wholesale pricing on my gear now and not be losing an arm and a leg on it. I'm able to print my stuff, take booking orders, and I'll be able to start bringing on dealers for my stuff yeah, a lot easier. Man. So I want to find a couple people in the U.S. that are, you know, A, that are going to follow along with kind of what my brand's about and whatever, and B, that are obviously motivated to sell it. And uh, and yeah, so that's going to kind of be a, another step I'm going to take here in the next probably six months or so. So that'll probably for the U S people and I'll try to find someone international too. Maybe it's going to kind of make life a lot easier for them. Yeah. We've, uh, we've been th- thinking about doing that too, man. It's really hard. Cause it's like, you know, literally just moving into the shop. Um, I know we didn't really touch base on this podcast about it, but 
For those just listening, if you haven't listened to my other podcast, we did open a shop here in Phoenix, Arizona, finally. Yes. First in and pick up products, which is really cool. Um, but, dude, ever since we did that, it seems like things have triple, if not quadruple, exploded as far as, you know, people buying products and really taking it seriously now. You know, and, and dealers reaching out to us in their stores. But the reason why I want to bring that up, man, is because I know for a fact that you're going to fucking be as successful and as great as you want to be because I already fucking see that happening. And one thing that I've, I've noticed as far as opening up this shop is there, there's other shops that have been reaching out to us saying, hey, we want to carry your product in our shop. <coughs> hey, can we do this, this, and this? And I, it's like a bittersweet thing for me, you know, because I, for one, I love the fact that they're reaching out to me and they want to carry the products. But two, like, I can't just sell our shit for basically nothing um, and not help the company grow. Yeah. I don't know, it's, 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 it's a hard transition. Let's just say, for example, I had a company, um, I think on the East side, reach out to me recently and say, Hey dude, I want to carry some of your button ups and this, this and that. And I told him the price on the pricing sheets and it's a little bit more, you know, than the other guys. Cause I don't know, dude, I, I don't want to cheapen the brand, you know, and I don't want to, you know, come off as like, you know, it's cheap shit because it's not, it, it costs us a pretty penny, sometimes three or four times more than what it costs a Gildan t-shirt, for example, um, to make a blank tee, you know, and then yeah. you got to do the production costs on top of that and you got tag it and bag it. So it's like our shit isn't probably, gonna, you're, you're not going to get a better deal compared to someone else. If you want to carry cheaper shit in your shop, that's fine. I don't know, man. Like I've been dealing with that. It's kind of well, sucks. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what's hard for people like small brands, um, like at our scale to do, because for us, the margins aren't really there to, to sell to dealers because dealers right. typically, typically want to get stuff for 50 to 60% off the retail so that they can mark it up and make their money on it. Right. Um, when you're looking at our end, obviously, first you got to, you know, source the blanks. And sometimes you have to go through a middleman for that. So that's getting marked up again. Then you got to find a printer. So that's getting marked up again. Then you got to add your time and labor into it and so on and so forth. So by the time you're done, we don't have that margin to work with a lot of the time. And that's what's so yeah. hard to get small brands into dealerships. Whereas big brands that get stuff produced at volume, either overseas or sometimes, you know, within North America, um, the more volume you get, clearly the prices go down. So if you're making, you know, say 50 shirts, the price is going to be whatever it's going to be. But if you're making 500 shirts, that price is going to be half easily. And oh then yeah. That, then you have that margin to sell the dealers. Um, right. So, so that's going to be like I was kind of saying earlier with, with having rogue lab. Now that's going to be my advantage because I cut out all those middlemen and I can still have my, you know, lower volume and be able to push it to dealers and still have that margin to work with. And I, that's and, awesome. And what's going to kind of be awesome is I'm, since I'm cutting out so many middlemen for other people too, that other brands will also be able to do that um, and still yeah. make, make their margin. So that's going to be a, a real I cool had... aspect of this company. I'm so, I'm, I'm glad you're doing it, dude, because I know it's going to be really well and it's really going to be really successful because I wish that I personally had that when I first started. Dude, I could probably fucking <laughs> be a hell of a lot farther if I took your help with Rogue Lab and I put that into practice and got to where it's at today you know what oh, i mean dude it's the starting starting is the hardest part i've heard a million people with fucking great ideas to start a brand but they just can't do it because it's very difficult like you gotta you gotta oh, do all the research you gotta find the right people you gotta go through all the losses and all the other shit 
And like, at least for me, like I still, I dealt with a fair share of that myself and still kind of do, but I cut out probably at least half of that just from all my years of experience in the riding industry. And I knew people already. So I kind of knew at least a, a solid direction on where to go. But for right. someone who just knows nothing and they're like, I've got this cool name, I've got a sick logo and all the shit <clears throat> that don't know anything else about the, the business, you know, they're in for a rough fucking road. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I'm, and that's the thing too. Like I get messages from, from kids and, and other guys and, and girls, whatever. And um, they're like, dude, I want to start this great idea. I want to start this brand. I want to make t-shirts. I want to say, fuck my day job. And at the end of the day, I'm like, no, <laughs> like, don't just up and quit. Like, if you have no game plan, if you don't know what your consumer is, um, and you keep watching these fucking Gary Vee videos that keeps telling you a job and oh, sell God, t-shirts your whole that. life, like, <laughs> no, keep your day job, dude. Work your ass off. Put that money back into the company. I mean, and just keep rolling it out until you get to the point where you're like, okay, can I take care of my obligations? Can I pay my bills? Can I take care of my family? Can I pay my rent? Once you get to that point, then you can jump shit. I mean, it took me fucking two years to get to that point, but it's like, I don't know. I think long-term people just want the flashy, cool shit and do it way yeah, too people, soon. People think they're going to, you know, start something up and it's going to be successful. And in six months, they're going to be fucking cruising around in a Lambo and, you know, living. Life. Right. <laughs> it's not how it works, man. Like, it no. Took me- it took me six months to be able to start pulling money out of the company and pay my fucking phone bill. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Sure. Never mind a Lambo. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard. Cause anything you make goes right back into it every single time. Like there's, you don't make shit for at least a year. Oh, big time, man. It's, it's, it's hard, man. Cause it's like, well, now that I'm full time and you're full time, hundred percent into the companies, it's like, you know, not only do for me, as far as it's stressful owning a shop, because now I got the shop rent and then I got my home rent and then I got utilities and I got electricity at the shop. And it's like, now I got pretty much what I had on my own bills times two now. <laughs> yeah. So it's a lot of risk, but it's like, dude, I know long-term it's going to pay off. And I know you think long-term, but the reason why I keep bringing this topic up is because dude, I just, people don't fucking get it, you know, and they want to go out and buy this Mercedes sprinter van and look cool because their logo's on it, but then they're not thinking long-term because now you got a $600 fucking payment for a Mercedes Sprinter van. <laughs> yeah. you look, like, you look cool, but where the fuck are you investing that money back into your company to come out with better products? You yeah. know? So, I don't get it. That's just money out the window. Like, you know, stick to whatever the fuck you're either driving a Honda Civic, pack that fucker full of boxes every day. Like, you know. Oh, man. Stick it out as long as you can until you've got that cash flow where it's like, I can go buy a Sprinter van and not give a shit. Yeah, dude, I, it sucks, man. Like my rat rod is, I'm sure you're aware of the black one with the orange rims. So oh, I know it makes me sad. You got rid of that. But yeah, I, it's the bigger like, picture, right? You know, yeah, the bigger picture. And I, you know, I, I talked about this before, but for those listening, like that's my pride and joy. I worked my fucking ass off to get that fucking car and it was so much fun. I loved it. And I didn't sell it because I needed to. I sold it because I was like thinking the bigger picture. Okay. I need to invest in these new gloves, these board shorts, these vests all this other shit that I never thought I would be able to do. Now I'm able to do it because I took that small sacrifice and put it towards the company. Yeah. And it's going to pay off tenfold, you know, it's, Oh yeah. And I just want people to actually listen to that part and really don't pay attention to what you're seeing on social media all the fucking time. Cause it's like a lot of it's smoke and mirrors. Like these guys have all this flashy shit. It's like half of it's true. And the other half, it's just, it's just for show, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm going through that same thing right now too. And it's like, it sucks. Like I've ridden, almost every day of my life since I was five years old and mm-hmm. the last year I haven't touched a bike at all. 
period. Yeah. And uh, like, like the bike that's kind of everyone knows me for now because of social media and my YouTube channel and so on um, is my Dyna. And mm-hmm. that's up for sale right now. And like, it sucks. <laughs> like it, it fucking sucks that I've got to, you know, put that thing aside, sell it and say like, you know, I'm not riding until next year, but right, right. now I'm looking at probably a hundred grand at least worth of equipment that I need to, to build rope lab into what I need it to be. So it's a right. sacrifice that's got to be done. Yeah. Period. And you got I'm, I'm willing to do that because I know it's going to pay off. I don't, I don't honestly, man, of any of the mentors that I listen to and uh, other podcasts and dude, I was listening to, um, I don't know if you listen to other podcasts. Uh, I think it's uh, entrepreneurs on fire or something like that is the title of it. Anyway, I've heard I was that listening. one. I haven't heard it though. Yeah. It, it's really good. Every once in a while, I'll listen to the people that I know who they are. So then they basically tell their story from the beginning to the end. And what I want to bring up on this, this, the point of this is I was listening to Steve Madden. You're familiar with Steve Madden, right? Of course. The guy with the shoes, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so his entire story is basically he didn't fucking know shit when it came to shoes. All he really wanted to do was try to make some really cool stuff that was affordable for people and not overly priced like Gucci or Prada, you know, as far as shoes. Um, it took him almost, I think he said, like years to finally get to the point where it's like, okay, now it's finally picking up. You know what I mean? And people don't think long term as far as like it takes years to build something. And it was crazy the amount of sacrifices that he had to fucking do to get there. Uh, I think he went to prison for two years for like, you know, money laundering because he was with Stratton Co. You know, the guys from Wolf on Wall Street. Yeah. So it is like all this shit in his story. I'm like listening to this man, and I'm like, fuck, I didn't even go through half of that, and I'm like, I got a long ways to go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like there's people don't understand all this shit you got to fucking eat for a long time to get to like where you want. You know, yeah. they see the end result, whatever's on social media. Like, so. I, that's something uh, what Gary V said. Like, I, I like I like half the shit he has to say and hate the other half, but I still, like, pay attention to what he does because he's a smart right. man. But he said something, what the hell was it? He said, eat shit for 24 months and then eat caviar forever. And oh, like, yeah. That, that fucking stuck with me because I was like, yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing. And it, yeah. it, it yeah. makes a lot of sense because I'm, I'm, what, 13 months in now and I'm starting to climb out of that hole now. And I'm like, yeah, he's fucking right. 24 months. I think I'll be, you know, cutting a paycheck Dude. and actually like being able to live like a normal human being again. <laughs> and, and, and that's true. Like coming from me, like we're coming up now about 24 months. Well, in October, it'll be 24 months. That's why we're doing the grand opening then. Um, but anyway, like it's literally just now getting to the point where I'm like, I can breathe. I like to take a deep breath and be like, oh, I can spend that on this new product, you know, or hey, I can dish out for these blanks or and not have to like crunch the numbers down to every fucking penny. But it's like, you know, I, I tell that to people because that's the real shit. Like no one wants to tell you that because it's like everyone's worried about getting this fucking look online, you know, but as a brand, yeah, we're at almost like 60,000 or whatever. I don't really look at that. I look at how we're doing month by month. And how we're doing continuously. Are we having continuous customers? Are they keep coming back? You keep dishing out quality shit. It's the bigger picture. Like everyone looks at a social media page and they think, oh my God, they're the greatest thing or they're not the greatest thing based off how many fucking followers they have or how many likes they have. And I don't, (laughs) I'm noticing, dude, it's the really small guys. Like I don't really pay attention to our fucking social media, um, you know, followers anymore. I just look at our content is, and I'm watching the insights. Do you pay attention? insights as far as like oh big time yeah 
yeah and you like look at all that kind of stuff like that's the feedback i'm paying more attention to than like pretty much anything else so yeah, all social media is a weird fucking thing like i don't know it like you said a lot of people put up a lot of stuff for flash like i can I, i'm not gonna out anybody but i know 100 percent sure that at least five of our competitors buy followers on a regular basis um just to have that stupid number at the top of their page and make them look important right but, yeah I yeah mean. and and so <laughs> it's like i don't know man like word of mouth is everything we talked about this on the last podcast and it's still true to this day it's like if you want to grow um i dude like i when people talk to me and they say you know someone Someone messaged me yesterday, and they're a close friend of mine. I actually went to high school with them. I doubt they're going to listen to this podcast, so fuck it. But <laughs> they, they messaged me, and they said, hey, do you mind following my boyfriend's page? That way he can get a, a ton of followers and get the ball rolling for what he wants to do. And I, I just – I feel bad because it's like a lot of people just don't understand. That's not how it fucking works. You know? It's, yeah it's that's just not how it works you have to build something and it takes a lot of time and energy and liking and commenting and being a part of the like people don't get it yeah (laughs) it takes a long time to do also like i like i said i've been at it for a year my page has only got what like 4200 people on there which isn't a big number by anyone's standards but at least i know all those 4200 people are 100 percent organic and 100 percent interested in this company they're not just random assholes that are sitting there. Right. Because, you know, I post some cool pictures about, you know, whatever tits and cool cars oh, and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, right. No. And then because you want people who are whenever you post something, they're going to be stoked about it or commenting on it or genuinely liking it. And they're going to be like, fuck, man, I want to I want to support Lee or like I want to buy some shit like that's really cool. And dude, I would much rather have that. <laughs> They look flashy all in this fucking social media shit, man. I'll yeah, that was the first thing I said I'm setting out to do. I want it to be about the brand and nothing more than the brand. Because I know a lot of their brand pages, they just curate content from all over. It's like, this, cool, this is a cool picture. It's going to get a lot of likes and so on. And they get a bunch of followers and all this. But the followers don't give a shit about their brand. They just want to see the, the random stuff they post all the time from all over right. the internet. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, dude. A lot of that's really for, with us. But... Fortunately, at least we got to the point where we build up enough trust and loyalty with our customers where they keep coming back. And I think that's just fucking key, man, you know? So another thing I've noticed too is the followers themselves are, uh, that's a tough thing to crack is to get like, you know, people to, to post about your brand. I've noticed that's kind of one of the hardest things to crack because it is, um, people on social media are very fucking selfish. Um, the way that they see it is this page has a ton of followers and so on. So if I post a picture wearing their stuff and tag them, maybe they'll repost me on their page and I'll get a bunch of followers. Yeah. That's the mindset of it. So then they see a page like mine. Uh, they're like, ah, well, you know, fuck that. I'll buy a shirt, but that's as far as it's going. Um, you know, stuff like only the people that are truly dedicated and understand what the brand's about or what I'm about or whatever, or really into it, they'll do it. But as far as the general population that just buys our stuff, they're, you know, they're not as incentivized to do it because they're, if I, they're like, oh, he's only got 4,000 followers. Fuck that. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that, man. That's, I'm really glad you brought that up because that is some real shit. Like, um, you know, I, like a lot of the people and the models and the stunt writers that do our shit and wearing our products, you know, um, I think the photographers get the most feedback, you know, as far as the followers and they support them because they follow their page. I think the photographers get more out of it than actually the stunt writers and the people that and the models that wear the product. Um, 
I think it's because people these days are really looking for more content. You know what I mean? And they want to follow yeah. a page for certain for certain reasons or certain styles. Um, like I follow a lot of rat rod pages and like, you know, motorcycle pages and shit like that. But each one has a certain reason why I follow them. And I think you know, I don't I don't believe in that. Like just buying something and then posting it up. You know, I feel good knowing that the people that that post my shit and I'm pretty sure you feel the same about yours is like you know genuinely that they're excited about it. And yeah. I don't know if you've read this book. It's called Purple Cow by Seth Godin. Um, dude, a complete game changer, man. And I believe if it wasn't for that book, I don't think we'd be where we're at today. Um, the reason why is because the whole concept behind the book, I don't know if you're a reader or not, or even if you do audio. Oh, big time. Um, so, dude, I, I suggest you invest in that book. It costs like six, seven bucks on Amazon. Um, the concept behind the book is like, you know, just imagine a huge pasture, right? Of cows. So you see every single cow and you got a black cow, you got a white cow, you got a brown cow and it's all just the same shit throughout the pasture. Now, if you see a purple cow, you're going to be like, holy shit. And then tell your whole family and friends about it. And you guys, Hey guys, look over there, the purple cow. And then be amazed for however long it takes. The reason, the, the reason why I want to share that with you, dude, is because I wish a lot of people understood that concept because once it clicked with me of, as a brand, you want to be the purple cow, you know, in, in a day and age where we have so many other people doing the same shit that we're doing, it's like, what differentiates you and what separates you from the rest? And being that purple cow is what people are going to want to talk about and brag about and support, you know what I mean? Because it's different than everything else in a certain way and style you know um that's kind of what i took out of the book and i pretty much that's the whole concept of it it's a little bit more in depth but that's just something i would recommend for anyone that's listening to this definitely read that book it'll really change your mindset as far as what you're doing what your purpose is why you're here and to pay attention to the bigger picture is the whole point of what i was trying to make that's so. like going back to my fucking thing about post-its that's uh, now on a post-it note stuck at my coffee table and i'm gonna get that <laughs> well i, I yeah, love soaking man. in that kind of shit man like I, I read pretty consistently like i just fucking bought gary v's entire collection the other day and i just finished that uh, oh the right hook I, right hook yeah i bought all of his fucking books uh nice I, uh, it sucks like giving that guy more money because like i said i like half the stuff he has to say and the other half i don't so much but i mean like any the knowledge is everything uh, you know if it's someone you might not particularly like just fucking suck it up because they probably have something good that you can fucking use. And uh, so, yeah, I, I bought his whole collection. What was that other one? I just finished that few Money, the Dan Loke book. Uh, yeah, I read probably like two books a week. I try to. Dude, that's awesome. You should, You definitely, yeah, I highly recommend you check that other one out as well. But Yeah, I'm getting that today. Cool, man. Um, yeah, dude, right, anyway, it's coming up about 10 minutes until this podcast ends. I uh, just kind of want to wrap it up here before we both have to go back to work and shit. Um, but, dude, thank you so much for getting back on here. I'm really excited for you. I'm always watching your shit. I know you're doing big moves, and I'm so excited for Rogue Lab and 38 Ride Co. Thanks, Guys, man. seriously, Lee Stewart is the fucking man, okay? I, I don't just say that about anyone, um, you know, and and it's it has nothing, and I want you guys to understand this. Your following, your social media uh, interests out there has nothing to fucking do and the type of products that you guys are building. Now, 
just because you see a certain number doesn't mean that it's a lower quality product. You know, sometimes there are risks that you take in that, but trust me when I fucking tell you that Lee is on point as far as everything he fucking does. Okay. Everything from, I'm pretty sure down to a goddamn sticker all the way up to his fucking (laughs) hoodies and gloves. I know for a fact are good, solid quality shit, dude. And I'm really excited for you. I, and, and, I can't wait to see where you are the next time we do another podcast. <laughs> I can't believe we're only doing a one-parter. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I only, only because today, because it's like we got a huge sale going on right now. My phone's been fucking blowing up, and I know yeah. it's going to be crazy this weekend. So to, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you some shit. I wanted to touch into the store and some other stuff. <laughs> like, I'm fucking super pumped you got the store going because that was something we talked about last time. Like That was a future goal for yours, too, as I was hinting about starting Rogue Lab last time. And now like we're mm-hmm. both doing both things and shit, so the store is fucking cool. I, I'm super pumped you got yeah, that going. Man. Thanks, dude. We, when we had the soft opening on August 1st, um, that's when we released the fall and winter collection. So we had a lot of people slowly coming in and out of the store, but it was nice to actually have conversations with them. So when they were coming in, I was asking about them, how they followed the page, where they heard from us. They, they bought just stuff. Like each person slowly throughout the day came in and throughout the week. So it's really kind of cool. And a lot of people are finally realizing, hey, we actually have a shop here in Phoenix. And then they're finally coming in. You know, and getting to meet your customers face to face, dude, it's really, it's a surreal feeling, you know, and you yeah. get like more deep, you know, connection to be able to talk to them about motorcycles and shit. So well, that's what I was going to say. That's what makes it really cool. Cause now you're not just some guy on the internet. Now you're a fucking tangible <laughs> thing they can come in and look at and talk to. And you know, that's, that's fucking cool. Yeah. And last topic I want to mention too. I know you are a big advocate on it. I know I am too. Like we each do a lot of showing our face behind the brand. Okay, so if there's one last thing I want to mention, um, I know you know a shit ton of brands out there where you don't, and they're huge, and you're like, who the fuck is running this company? You know, and I feel like we're moving into a transition and a day and age where people want to feel comfortable when they buy something from someone that they're just like them, you know? So I know you show your face a lot behind the brand. I feel like that makes a lot of people more comfortable, and I feel like that's making you really successful in all this shit. and anyone that's out there, don't be afraid to show your face. You know, I personally think that that's going to become the standard that you're going to have to do that from now yeah. on because, because people aren't stupid. And social media is kind of bringing that out and showing people that like you can't just you know buy from mysterious companies anymore. Um, right. For for me, like I've seen a lot of cool brands and stuff that like I would love to buy their stuff because it's cool, but I don't know who it is. I don't know if this guy's yeah. a fucking asshole or what. Like you know, it's it's weird. So. And now social media coming so hard into play, like I think in the next couple of years, like that people are going to have no option to but to show the personal side of things or else it's going to flop. Right. No, I dude, I, I totally agree, man. And I'm glad that you actually understand that shit. Still sticking with it, man. And I feel like that's really going to help you um, and myself grow a lot. Yeah, that was, that was just something for me personally, because I want to know who I'm buying from. I don't want to buy oh. from someone who's a dickhead, you know. hundred <laughs> percent, man. hundred percent, dude. hundred fucking percent. Um. Anyway, man, thank you so much for your support and, and always being there. And I'm seeing you grinding, dude. I want you to plug in one last time. Website, Rogue Lab, everything. Oh, yeah, we got a bunch now. We got, uh, well, 38 at 38 Rideco all spelled out on Instagram. Hit that one up, uh, 38rideco.com, spelled out the same way. Uh, you can get there from the Instagram, all that. And now the new page, Rogue Lab, it's uh, Rogue Lab MFG, all just one thing. Uh, so you can kind of see the other side of the business that's uh, slowly going to be growing up here in the next couple months. And uh, hopefully the next time we do this thing, I'll be in my own store too. That's the next when are you goal. Gonna, uh, yeah, dude, no, I know you will. <laughs> I know for a fact. <laughs> when are you uh, releasing the gloves? 
again. Um, the gloves are probably be about three weeks or so. Production starts next week, and they're they're roughly like two and a half, three weeks for them to get here. So uh, you should be able to look out for those for some time in, I guess, September. What is it? Holy shit! Yeah, it's almost almost in August. Dude, yeah. <laughs> What's I didn't even know the date. What's the my birthday's in five days? I didn't even fucking know that. Or four days. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, your birthday's in four days? Yeah, four or five days. What's the date again? Oh, yeah, 24, dude. five Happy days. Birthday. Yeah, me 32. Gross. <laughs> awesome. And you just hit one year with 38 Ride Co. too, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. So happy for you. Yeah, fucking a lot of stuff moving between the two of us. It's crazy. Dude, I'm telling you, man, big shit's about to happen, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. Maybe we'll, we'll work something out here in the near future. We can uh, become the fucking each side of the border distribution for each other yeah that would be dope dude big time all right man thank you so much for your time um again guys if you want to listen to uh any of the previous podcasts about lee i highly suggest you do he's a really great guy and a good friend of ours um you know lee stewart uh 38 Rideco. and if you want to follow us on uh, it's rebelreaper.com and it's at rebel reaper clothing i know there's a lot of new people that listen to this but if you guys want to learn more in depth about us and the branding and more tips highly suggest you listen to the other previous podcast we did with lee 16 17 and 18 all right guys thanks so much lee i'll talk to you soon brother oh yeah man thanks for having me on all right man bye later